1: the always use your head
2: Everybody, It is Monday. It is the chair shot and it is a change in attitude. And it is actually Monday. We are recording on a Monday for once. Uh I am uh today's host, Mags, and with me uh my uh never open weight championship tag team partners, uh the Texas gentleman, Mr. Tanner Pruitt. Tanner, how are you sir? Uh
3: good good afternoon. Good, guten Tag to all of our german <laughs> listeners out there appreciate you tuning in uh do we have
1: german german listeners
3: i'm i'm going to say hello to them uh regardless uh okay. o- hola buenos dias to our our, our our spanish listeners uh yeah how's it going everybody hope you all are doing well
2: <laughs> and that other voice is the person who carries this podcast to the <clears throat> success that it's having friend of the stars um... yeah. <laughs> It's the, it's the lovely aura. Ori. Ori, how are you this fine day?
1: I love how you two have bought into my hype more than I have. <laughs> like I'll never buy into it
3: yeah, ever. I, I, I mean, I love that it's, you
1: it's, carry that for me. You know, I carry the show. You guys carry me.
3: It's, 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 I don't all buy into
2: my own heart, but I carry the show.
3: Brilliant. It's, it's, it's all over Twitter, you know, uh, it's, making, making waves, making friends, uh, <laughs> Leaving Mags and I in the dust. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it. It was bound to happen. Unfortunately, it will get to oh, a point, geez. Tana, where we're like, we used to know her. <laughs> oh God, we, we, no. we, we still up, we still show up for the show, and you know, we got to wait a little bit.
2: Yeah, just <laughs> one no, one never. empty screen, just a blank screen of just "Hello, it, it, darkness, my old friend." It,
3: it, it gets better as the screen is actually there, but her whole entourage files in front of the screen before she gets there so yeah
1: and by yeah. odds it'll probably be like my dogs or something like that's it that's all i've got i've got the dogs and and i'm perfectly fine with that that's all i need mm. the dogs will never lie to me they'll never steer me wrong
3: hey perfectly fine hey i'm down. oh jeez
1: i am well watched. though to answer your question <laughs> <laughs>
2: After okay, that yeah, long anyway. convoluted answer, you are well. Uh well, to this uh, this episode is about a uh, raw championship Friday. Uh not on a Monday for for once It uh, was September the sixth, uh nineteen ninety-six, still in uh, Wheeling West Virginia. Um the actual reason why this was on a Friday was because of the US Open, the the tennis open, which I think was won by Pete Sampras that year.
3: Sounds about right.
2: I mean, because he won everything that yeah. there ever was. Um, Back in the
3: nice. nineties, the man was a machine. So, oh
2: yeah, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> this... there's
3: your nugget of trivia this
2: week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> your one nugget of trivia. Um, so, this episode is the start of the intercontinental uh, uh, tournament uh, because obviously we have a vacant title with the the um, happenings for Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. Um, the host this, um, for this episode were actually Kevin Keller and Jim Ross, which was uh interesting. No King or Vince McMahon. Um, what did you guys think of uh, of this partnership between uh, uh Kevin Keller and, and Jim Ross? Two of probably the best play by plays, but maybe not so much as uh, in terms of color. Were uh, Tana, what did you think?
3: Um, these this would still be very early days in terms of JR being on commentary for WWF. Um, though I, I would still go out on a limb and say, um, that him and his partnership with Kevin Kelly was still I would say largely successful. Um, mm-hmm. it was a breath of fresh air from Vince McMahon's um m- multiple uh interchangeable voices and uh, overexcitement and Kings cringeworthiness uh, that, that we would tend to get from a week-in, week-out um, basis that we've had previously. So, yeah, I, I liked the partnership, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. And Aura, uh, what did you think of this, uh, this pairing?
1: I, I feel the same way. But, yeah, no, I thought King and uh, Kevin Kelly were wonderful. And of course, I kind of fell in love with Kevin Kelly's calling style when watching New Japan and him and Don Callis. They make a great pair, and I think... You know, Kevin and and King played off of each other very well. It was a a great partnership and it made me happy. And the the crowd, I don't know if this was taped after Raw or if it was actually live with a whole fresh crowd, um, but the crowd was hot. They were Mm -hmm. popping through the entire show. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if it was the same crowd, you know, grats to them for keeping it hot and fresh,
2: mm. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we know that these these kind of blocks of Raw are all taped in uh, kind of out of order. Uh, so you can never really tell uh, when um, it's the same crowd for the same show. But, yeah, th- these were so excited. And, and to be fair, they had a really decent Raw to be excited about. Uh, mm. I thought that this was uh, – oh, yeah
1: it was arguably the, the best role we've watched so far. Um. Absolutely. I, I would definitely, of. of I, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was trying, after I watched and was getting prepared, like wrapping my head around things that I wanted to say that I hadn't written down, then like arguably of the RAWs that we have covered. And I would even go as far as to say most of the pay-per-views, this is the best show that we've watched hmm. so far. This one I am the most excited to talk about. Like I am, and I'm not gonna, you know, gloss it over and just say it it was the best period. There was some stinkers, stinker moments in here. But overall, yeah, definitely best raw we've covered, and better than some of and I mean, of course, we've only covered what two pay-per-views at this point, Mm -hmm. but there were a lot better moments in this show than there were in some of the pay-per-views and to me that's exciting like when you get a really good raw that's just as good if not better than a pay-per-view and we didn't have to pay a whole bunch of extra out of pocket for it that's good shit pal Mm -hmm. i don't care what anybody says
3: yeah i mean um uh, uh, unlike how ori just displayed that she put a lot of thought into this i didn't actually think about it until mags brought it up um you know, I I I I, love well, I had you, time.
1: Yeah, I, you I, I know, love that, that you... that's What happens when you prepare beforehand? <laughs> I I'd only this from the same person the... who's still watching the last episode, <laughs> watching the last match on the last episode. <laughs> I uh
3: yeah, I mean, I, I watched it this morning and I thought it was a really really good raw. Um, but like now that you guys have brought it up, I mean, I I uh, and I don't say this. Lightly, because I mean, we we all know, know the stances that I've taken so far this show, um, or this series, rather. But yeah, I I would tend to agree that this is probably the best RAW that that we've watched. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really really good.
2: So let's kick it into the the opening match, the first match in this uh, intercontinental title tournament. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, versus Sarco Sid, and we get uh, I mean it's, it's shockingly a Triple H squash match he gets um, essentially mm, beat not, down in this
3: yeah but not in the way that you think
2: <laughs> no it's, it's not Triple H going over I mean before we even get to, to the match though uh this crowd and I, I think it might be the third or fourth week I've said this in a row now, but this crowd adored Sarko. Said mm. they were so hard for him, um, and it, it was just really cool to see because he looks like uh, he looks like he's carved out of granite. Um, and mm. whilst he's not the best in the ring, he certainly can can handle himself. Um, but yeah, this is essentially a squash match. We see a little bit of a. Of um, Triple H uh, getting uh, a bit of in with a swinging netbreaker and a, a, a few knee drops, um, but essentially Sid powers through, gets the chalk slam, uh, a heavy power bomb. And I mean a brutal power bomb to Triple H. But the result of this match with uh, Sid going through to the next round was was not all that was told in this uh, in this little um, kind of a segment. We got the the rumblings of a of a storyline coming through with uh Mister Perfect coming down to the ring to essentially steal uh, Kimberley from uh, Triple H, and we see uh, uh, a VT of him doing it multiple times uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, what do you guys think of the match, and also what do you feel about this uh, this potential upcoming feud between uh, Hunter Helms and Mister Perfect? Or if, seeing as you've been uh, massively prepared, let's go to you.
1: Well, this is the thing. Not only did we get, you know, Mr. Perfect stealing Kimberly from ringside and taking her away, the jobbing to Psycho Sid, but I think Triple H at this point is still being... Punished for the curtain call, definitely, Mm -hmm. because when we get from that video package hyping up Shawn Michaels versus Gold Dust, which was a great package, by the way, you know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about it before, how even back then, WWF was amazing at these video packages and taking some little something and building hype with it. But Triple H is already in the ring. We got no entrance music. We got no walk to the ring. We just all of a sudden he's there and Psycho Sid's music hits and the crowd goes even more nuts than they already were. So this is still, in my mind, punishment from the curtain call. So not only are you not getting any entrance music, you're not getting a walk to the ring. You're, we'll give you we'll give you a little something and start building the story with Mr. Perfect stealing your women, um, but you're going to be jobbing to Psycho Sid and he's going to get pushed through. So I think at this point, Triple H is probably still just kind of towing the line going, okay, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. It wasn't planned, but it happened because I did recently watch the Broken Skull sessions with Kevin Nash and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was phenomenal.
2: what I highly recommend.
1: Anybody it's want. really, really good. The only thing that I got aggravated with with that interview is there were points where Stone Cold was just running with stuff, and it's just like, dude, shut up and let Kevin talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, but I think some of it was he was just as excited to talk about it with Kevin as you know we were to to hear it from Kevin. So, but and I mean,
2: there, there may be more Kevin Nash talk later on in this very episode. I'm excited. Yeah, maybe, for
1: it. yeah.
3: I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about it. But,
1: this. but I think you know Triple H is trying to to make his amends. And the thing that's really stood out to me is that nobody sells like Triple H. Nobody se- like even back then he he sells so well. He sold every last move that Sid gave him. Could say oversold it, but not to a point where it was cheesy, campy, like, come on, that was, there's no way you would react like that. He he just made it look good. And that's why he's lasted, I think, in this industry as well as he has and why he's been able to take NXT and put those, you know, new and up and coming stars under his wing and get NXT to the point that it is because there's just nobody like Triple H. There's just not. Mm -hmm. And he's done a great job in this business of, you know, building himself as a star and, of course, now building the new generation as stars. But, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a really good match. It was a nice, you know, not too quick, not too slow. The pacing was good. The story in it was good. The cell by Triple H going, wait a minute, where's Kimberly? And then seeing them at the, the letters, the entrance letters, you know, skulking off, and Mr. Perfect with his smirk, and Kimberly like <laughs> whatever. I thought it was all great. I really did. I thought it was good. I don't know yeah. that I'm fully invested in what's going on with Triple H and Mr. Perfect yet, and the stealing of the women. But it, it, I was like, okay, maybe this could be something. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Tyler, um, agree,
2: disagree? I, I mean. Uh...
3: Uh, i i saw it in a very different way um so I, disagree I, no i don't not necessarily disagree <laughs> i i fully agree with a lot of what Ori said in that this does seem to be more along the lines of triple h being punished i guess for the curtain call incident um but mostly in the realm because he lost right like that's 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 how he got punished he's he's not being punished for like for, for anything in terms of uh, production in my mind. Uh, it, I, I think it says less about Triple H getting an entrance like as a detriment to him, um, but more of a positive reaction that Psycho Sid gets. If we go back and, and, and watch the other episodes that we've previously covered here on A Change in Attitude, every time that the show opens with Psycho Sid or Psycho Sid even just comes to the ring, the crowd just explodes. So, I mean, in terms of production value, that's how you want to kick off a Raw. You don't want to kick off mm-hmm. a Raw with people booing Triple H out of the building. You want to open up the show with the bang, crowd roaring psycho yeah. sid coming out hyped as hell uh you know and 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 looking like a million dollars right um so I, I think it says more about psycho sid and just how how big physically and how over he was at the time um the 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 match result i think was it was always destined to happen um you know i think i think psycho sid being Again, one of the most over people on that roster at that point. I mean, you would have to pick him over Triple H. Um, where this goes from here, I don't know. M- maybe he he wins it. Maybe he goes on to other things. <laughs> I don't know. But, regardless, Psycho Sid. Uh, yeah, brilliant performance on his part. And I will agree with Ori. Some definite... Uh, uh, really good selling on Triple H's part.
2: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, after that, we get a, a little bit of a, a VT with Ahmed Johnson and uh, his doctor hmm, holding up a, a plastic kidney cut in half, which it means he must he must be a doctor then um, That kidney
3: looked awfully like <coughs> poor condition too it was kind of like a fatty looking kidney like they like he hadn't taken a lot of good care of it i don't no. know
2: <laughs> he'd abuse that kidney um but the the kind of interesting point that we get out of this uh this little bit of a, a video is that ahmed Believes that being so close to dying and not dying means that he had to have big plans to win the title uh, and defend the title in the, the WWF. Um, so uh, he says that whether the doctors like it or not, uh, he's going to be back uh, wrestling again. Um, are you excited for a, uh, an Ahmed
0: comeback?
1: Or uh, I don't know yet. I'm I'm out on it like not that i Ahmed Johnson. No, okay. Oh God, come on, man. Let me get all my thoughts out first before you throw me in under the I, bus.
3: I will note that just just very recently you were very hyped about Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, so I'm very She's curious no, this. She's th- the fickle. Th- fam. This, this is this is more of a change in heart rather than a change oh, in yeah. attitude. It seems. I
2: think. Well, okay. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> oh, that's
1: Christ.
2: what it is.
3: No, no, Dustin Rhodes. That's for sure.
1: Oh come on.
3: Oh, come we'll on. get. There. We will get. There.
1: Oh, geez. No, look, the like I get they want to give us medical updates, but these super dramatic, let's check in with his doctor and here, here's where the kidney is and this is what it's doing and this is what it's not doing and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Like, it's getting to be to the point, he's out. We know he's out. We know it's a he might be back or he won't be back. If you want to build up the hype, let him go away. You've given us plenty of updates you know let us let us thirst for him to come back let us Mm -hmm. desire it let us give us a reason to want him to come back let the mystique bill willy wony you know just Mm -hmm. you're giving me too much Mm -hmm. pull it back a little bit Mm -hmm. you know like yeah i want him to come back i want to see him face farouk i want you know i want to see him have Farouk make him pay for what he did to him, but you're throwing so much of, you know, this Willy Wonny and these medical updates and this over way over dramatized, you know, he with the sad Hulk music. <laughs> and if you know that reference, shout out to you, but you know, the sad Hulk music in the back, like, come on, like mm. g- let it, let it simmer. Sometimes letting a pot simmer on the stove builds so much more of the spice that you want than just pouring more shit over it. Mm. Give it time to marinate. Mm. I'm sorry. I cooked yesterday and it's just sticking with me.
3: (laughs) So I made loaded baked potato soup last the, night. You, you, you got to make those promos low and slow. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Give it
2: some time. You've got to simmer <laughs> them in, in right. the slow cooker overnight,
3: sure garnish with a you little. Got, you got to <laughs> use the right marinade. I've you know.
1: told you all before, I make excellent uh, taco soup, but it's never as good the night I make it as it is the next night after the flavors and the seasonings yeah. have had time to soak up and marinate yeah. and meld with everything. Give it time to meld. Stop hammering it for God's sake. So you can he... over tenderize meat. That's what you're doing at this point.
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is much like Ahmed Johnson with taco soup, that <laughs> if it doesn't go away, you can't miss it. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. Ah, exactly. I mean, that's, that is a, look,
1: at, a... look at what's going on exactly right now. <laughs> in wrestling twitter this whole willy Woney of both cm punk and daniel uh daniel bryan okay brian daniel bryan brian danielson and I, it trips me up every time but cm punk's been gone for how long now and yes we've had the rumors back and forth of willy Woney from the moment he left wwe but now, now that we have another viable company in the spotlight, the way that AEW is, and now we've got some potentially credible information on that he might be. Now, granted, I'm perfectly willing to admit that CM Punk is just being a humongous troll, which I would still kind of laugh about, honestly, if it came up that he wasn't. It's kind of but, a dick, yeah. Right. It, it's become part of his shtick, but that's what makes it good is that he lets those rumors simmer and bubble for a little while. And then he just backs off completely. And and then you've got the, I told you he wasn't coming. Oh yeah. D- he's too good for that. He would never sully himself with AEW, which means if he does show up, it's going to be even greater for those, those WWE stands that are like, Oh no, he'd only ever go back to WWE. Like And and look, if WWE is your preference, awesome. If AEW is your preference, awesome. I watch both. I've gotten back into both completely. And so, but I'm not one of those, you have to be on one side of the fence or the other. Like what you like.
3: Uh, I I, I just unplugged my headphones. First off. First off, I love that you connected Ahmed Johnson's badly damaged kidney to both taco soup as well as the potential <laughs> debut of Daniel Bryan and Sam Paul. I missed half
1: off, of what you said. Because hats, I got so excited. You.
3: I appreciate you for, for making those connections. That's fantastic uh, I got fantastic so excited
1: work. that I uh, sat on my uh, headphone cord and an unplugged, uh, So I missed half of what you said there. No, I'm going to have to listen I, back.
3: I mean, no. <laughs> which Bravo, I do anyway. I mean, like, uh, I wouldn't have never made... That that kind of connection, um, I, I will I will slightly disagree. Just to just in a contextual. Of course point. you will. That's what the show's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, contextually, the internet was still very infantile. We did not have all this news about. Was Ahmed Johnson really? Is he really yeah. almost dying because of his kidney? The so,
2: real so, plans for Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, the
3: the real spoiler. You know, with three asterisks on four one one mania or wherever you get your wrestling news, whatever. Uh, the chat we, shot, clear left. chair shot clearly. Chair
1: shot. dot Thank you. Thank Always you, use your head.
3: Yeah. Duh. You get, you get just like Ori did, making those beautiful connections. You got to <laughs> use your head. Um, but yeah, we didn't have like the way of being like, hey, I got to get my Ahmed Johnson news right now every time. Blah blah. blah. What we what we had was. You either watched every week to get the updates, or you spent ten dollars to call the WWF hotline <laughs> to hear Jim Ross tell you, "Yeah, he's still injured."
2: So I'm going like, to prove you wrong.
1: I'm going to prove you wrong. She's
2: going to she's going to phone that hotline right now. <laughs> no, it's sponsored news.
1: No, <laughs> sponsored by
3: StrideX, um, but there's no, also but,
1: still the the the. Sponsorship or the partnership with AOL at the time, as yeah. far as we know. And no, they sure. were promoing chat rooms with Sonny. So why couldn't, if you go to, but, for the latest news on Ahmed Johnson, go to AOL.com forward slash WWF and find out blah, blah, blah. They could have given us that.
3: Right, right. Yeah. They, they well, definitely in, could
2: in, have. In but we, we didn't have computers in our pockets. We right. didn't have a phone like, that you it, can literally find anything on.
3: Yeah, it wasn't like this instantaneous thing where you could just <laughs> be like, boom, Ahmed Johnson news, I got it. Yeah, true, um, true. So it, I I I can appreciate the fact that in 1996, especially with how maybe behind the times WWF was in terms of the in-ring action and the product they were presenting in comparison to WCW, that they at least were... Giving you some kind of continuity of hey, this is what's going on with Ahmed Johnson. So, this what is you're saying
1: is it's nothing's changed. What you're, you're saying, nothing with WWF has changed.
3: <laughs> no, a lot so, has changed. No,
1: I'm um, I'm I'm, just, I'm ribbing the, the E right now. No, oh, I, I get yeah. what I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying, and there's like. You could no, no, you couldn't instantaneously. But you know, once your mama was on the phone, you might have been able to dial up AOL for a few yeah, minutes, and I mean, thirty minutes later, you could pull up that information once it yeah, finally loaded.
3: You could hit up Dave Meltzer for the newsletter, and it might come in a week or so late, and yeah, you know he right. might tell you, "Yeah, Ahmed Johnson, he's he's still out, kidney issue, blah 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 blah." I don't know. I match think in all Japan wrestling. <clears throat>
1: That's the thing for me, though. I think if if they would have spaced out the updates instead of every week, every show, maybe give us a mini update instead of this full video package. Of course, some of that may have also been they just didn't have enough time to fill, you mm-hmm. know, and they needed something to put there. But I think if they would have given us an every other week promo, say, hey, you know, next week we're going to have news about Ahmed Johnson. Create that type of buzz you know, because a lot can happen in a week, two weeks, space it out a little bit more to where you have a little bit more information, something more to salivate about. Like, hey, we don't have any uh, news about Ahmed this week, but next week we have an update coming directly from Ahmed Johnson and his doctor. You know, just something to make me want it a little more, you know, something that they could have giving me more by giving me less. Yeah, Does that cheese. make sense? A, a yeah, exactly.
2: they giving you the whole buffet. So after this, going into the second match, uh, the second one of our intercontinental title tournament quarterfinals, um, Steve Austin, Stone Cold, taking on uh, Mark Miro for the multiple time uh, in, the, in this show's history. We've seen these two go at it. Um, and we also get a, a returning special guest on, on commentary, the, uh, the amazing Loose Cannon, Brian Pillman. Uh, And He brings some news about an upcoming pay-per-view and the return of a certain uh, best there is, best there was, the best there ever will be. Um, Mm. He also mentions that Brett and Owen uh, could be uh, possibly reconciling. Uh, um, And then this is when Jim Ross drops a hint about his big news, his upcoming uh, upcoming, um, news. um. But all while this is going on, we have a match. And for me, um, I thought that this was arguably the best Austin and Mark Miro match that we've seen uh, again. On whilst we've been recording this show, uh, the the kind of a chemistry between the two uh, seems to be uh, working uh, really, really well. Uh, interesting that that Austin got the job entrance as well. Uh, and, and Mark Miro was kind of like the star of this this match, uh, and that that essentially paid off in 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 the the outcome of the match. Uh, we see some interesting uh, tactics by Austin. Uh, he does a really cool uh, stun gun on the ropes. Uh, we get the classic elbow off the off the second rope. Uh, there was a, a ten count uh, a counter punch, uh, uh, uh corner punch, which I thought was interesting. Because Austin did something that you don't normally see. He ducked out before the ten, the actual uh, ten count of punches happened, which was I thought was uh, really cool. Uh, we get the flying axe handle, uh, and then uh, Mark Miro is dumped out of the ring, and then Austin uh, ends up pulling the the referee into uh, Mark Miro's uh, shoulder through the ropes and ends up getting disqualified. Um, so yeah, Mark Miro advances in the tournament. Uh, Austin kind of starts to show that that Stone Cold. I mean, we've, we've been seeing it bit by bit, week by week. But he, he and uh, Mark Miro have a, a brawl, which is separated by the referees, and we see that kind of swagger and that head shape that that uh, Austin made so famous. Um, Tanner, what did you uh, what did you think of old Stone Cold falling out of the uh, the the Intercontinental Title tournament at the first hurdle?
3: Um, questionable. I think it's a questionable decision at best. Um, we we know that WWF at this time really likes Mark Marrow. They're really mm-hmm. impressed by what they see with him. I think they're probably even further impressed by Sable. Um, but um, I mean, uh, contextually, yeah. Uh, now that we have a um, you know the, the rose colored glasses that we do about the Attitude Era, you would look at this and be like, why? Why did you? Why did you do this? Maybe there's bigger and better plans for Stone Cold here in the very near future. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, this, this is a decent match, a continuation of the feud that we've been seeing for months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that this comes to a head soon. I don't dislike seeing these two wrestle, but uh, it does feel like we've we've had this match quite often. I um, guess that's a familiar feeling. I don't know.
2: And Aura, how do you feel about Mark Mero uh, going on to the semifinals of the the Intercontinental Title Tournament?
1: That part I don't know about, but I will say this. When the match was first announced, I kind of had a feeling of, again, we're going to see these two again. And then as the match got really going, I was like, okay, again, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, it was a really great match. And I agree with you. We started to really see those shades of Stone Cold Steve Austin, especially in the end, once it had been thrown out and Austin goes to attack Mero. I, I thought it was great. I thought the entire match was, was good. And then Pillman on commentary, continuously teasing Bret Hart news, which we never got, you know? And so it, it the whole thing just... It worked. It worked like gangbusters. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot.
2: Yeah, and I think for me, it, it shows like, um, how modern wrestling, and especially WWE, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, backlash about 50-50 booking. This was 50-50 booking with with Austin. He recently yeah. won the King of the Ring. He, uh, the night after with the, the uh, Austin 316 uh, posters everywhere, he was hot. And now he's been cooled down a little bit. So that's for me is the epitome of 50 50 booking. And it kind of worked for Stone Cold because he became one of the biggest stars the, the business has ever, ever produced. And in, in terms of uh, the Bret Hart news, I think it was essentially just that he's going to be returning um, at Man um, Games, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so then after this, we get uh, Jerry Lawler in the ring. And for me, if there was one turd in the punch bowl, mm. it's this. this is it. oh. And he's interviewing um, someone who we've seen on the show quite a lot of times, a uh, Olympian. Uh, Mark Henry, powerlifter Mark Henry, comes down um, to the to the ring to have a a tête-à-tête a with uh, with Jerry Lawler. <laughs> a
3: tête, a tête. Yeah. I love that.
2: Uh, and it's. I mean, I, see, I saw the point of where it was going. It was obviously keeping the heart for for uh, WWF's uh, involvement with uh, Mark Henry going, showing that he's getting ready to wrestle for the company, which is something that they they had alluded to but hadn't really confirmed. But it's Jerry fucking Lawler. The, the stuff about... Uh, the comparison between the Olympics and, and Jake Roberts, both of them being bombed. I thought he, he just gets worse yeah. and worse and worse. They're horrific jokes, and there is only probably two people in the world that finds these jokes funny. Um, but it, uh, Mark Henry, I thought, for someone who was relatively new in, in terms of being in front of a camera, I think he held his own, uh, threatened uh, to uh, to have a, a, a street fight with Jerry Lawler, said there's uh, nothing but opportunity and air between them, so... Uh, that that was cool. That was a
1: great line. Mm-hmm. I even wrote down. He's like, "Hey, ain't nothing here but air and opportunity. Let's go." And I'm like, that, "Yes." That,
3: that, that, that's that's like such a Texan thing to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, i I've, it really I've is. heard that. I have heard that quite a few times. And when he said that, I was like, "Oh my God, yes!" Like it took it took me back to a a better place. I feel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then of course King calls him a coward because he hasn't trained and everything. And Mark grabs him by the collar and promises a promises him a gold medal butt kicking and i thought that was an amazing line yeah. mm, for yeah. for somebody you know he may not have had any wrestling training but if some if that was all mark henry and he had not had any type of Im, you know improv uh promo training whatsoever he knocked that segment out of the park mm-hmm. completely
2: he, he's, he certainly rescued it from how it started oh yeah um uh, there was a, an interesting little bit of uh, video where uh, jerry was saying that Mark Henry got in the face of Vader uh and he he'd been rubbing people the wrong way and then they showed the video and it's it's, it's literally Vader getting in the face of Mark Henry and mm. trying to flex to him. Uh I thought that was a a, a, a funny little point, but yeah. But that uh, Mark- but
1: if you if you think back of what we've covered and the way King speaks and the way King talks about things as a color commentator, like the whole thing with before um in your house international incident where we had the the face-to-face between Jose Lothario and um, Jim Cornette, King sticks with Cornette's way of thinking that, oh, he pulled out a switchblade on him. Oh, he pulled out a pair of brass knuckles or whatever it was. You know, it that's that's King. That's part of King's character. He's going to side with the heels and go with whatever story mm-hmm. that the heels want to tell. So that, that part, you know, that's very on course for, for King at this point, you know, that, that I will commend King for is that his version of, of whatever story he's going to tell is going to side with the heels, you know, as the color commentator. And that, that checks a lot of good boxes for me in color commentating you know, just like Don Callis, when he gets behind the heels, he's 100 percent behind the heels and he's going to tell that version of that story that they want to. Because, you know, I've heard I've heard it said a million times, uh, a villain is the hero in their own story, mm-hmm. you know, and he yeah. sticks with that narrative. And so that that I will commend him for is is sticking with that narrative and going with it and following through with it and can continuating, you know, the heel hero storyline. So. But the rest of it, it can go in the dumpster where it belongs <laughs> honestly
2: and, and Tana as a fellow Texan, how excited are you for the uh the 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 debut of of the world's strongest man mark Henry
3: very I'm very excited. I mean, you sound it. <laughs> No, uh, calm down, Tanner. Calm down. So um so I've I've actually met Mark Henry before. Oh flex, flex, flex.
1: And here I thought I was gonna be the only one with a flex on this show.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on. I want to hear it. Tell me uh, all about Mark Henry. I like Mark Henry. Uh, so Mm -hmm. so I met Mark um so my dad, uh back when I was a, a teenager, we had a um an expansion team. Uh, come to Austin for Arena Football. They're called the Austin Wranglers, and uh, we had season we had season tickets to their inaugural season, which was a lot of fun. And um, you know we're we're up in the stands, we're watching the game, and I look down, and there's a man who he, he he's literally taking up about about two seats, and then his arms are taking up a further two seats from there. And I was like, that dude's huge, and I see him turn his head, and it's Mark Henry. And I go down. I nice. say, Mister Mark Henry, you know I, I'm a really big fan. Thank you for like you know the the years of entertainment and and whatnot. And he was like, Oh, the kid, thank you so much. I'm you know I really appreciate it and everything. I was like, Dude, yeah, Mark Henry's Mark Henry's great. So I, I don't have a bad thing to say about Mark Henry. I, I'm if there's anything that I'm uneasy about, it is that um kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about. Oftentimes. The villain in their own story, the heels, there are you know they are truth tellers in a sense. they they will that they, they, they may come across as very ugly and unlikable, but they also you know give you nuggets of truth that you know, maybe the audience isn't really fully prepared for. So when King is talking about things like you're not a trained pro wrestler, you know, you haven't gotten ready, you're not ready for somebody like me, blah, 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 blah. There's actually probably some truth in that. Uh, Mark did look a little bit shaky, as this was like his first really big promo, Mm -hmm. but we know where Mark Henry goes from here. I'm not concerned about Mark Henry's future prospects uh, in terms of watching this show. Um,
2: I mean, to be fair, his first couple of years were pretty bad um in wwe it, it it took him a long time to really kind of ingratiate himself with the fan base
3: yeah i mean that's 100% true um but at at the same time um i am willing to give him a chance here and and, and see where we go um
1: <laughs> but to your point mags i think any time that you pluck someone from obscurity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and thrust them into the world of wrestling, mm-hmm. there's going to be a sense of, all right, how much are we buying into this? You know what I mean? Like it, it's one thing when you're taking people from um, Ring of Honor or the Indies and thrusting them in the performance center and putting them, you know, teaching them to wrestle the WWE way because that's essentially what they do you know, and versus, okay, hey, this guy's got a great look. He knows little to nothing about wrestling, and we're just going to throw him into the deep end um, and teach them to wrestle. I think any time that you, whether it's Mark Henry, Kurt Angle, who we will possibly hear more about later this episode, or anybody like that, you know, The Miz. The Miz is one of those that took... You know, if you hadn't watched the Real World, Real World Road Rules Challenge, all that stuff, you had no idea who Mike Mizanin was and who the (laughs) the Miz was, you know. And so, for him to get over the way that he did, it took some time, and I think that's to be expected with anybody that they just pull out from basically obscurity and throw into the WWF or WWE. So. You know, I, I can't. You can't. I don't think you can really blame Mark for that necessarily.
2: It's just oh, one no, of those it, things. It, it was. It was very green. Yeah, it was absolutely very green. Uh, and it it just took him a while to kind of uh, be comfortable in his position in in WWE and uh, WWF, I suppose. But yeah, he, he, what he turns out to be uh, over his tenure with the company is phenomenal. But uh, absolutely. Right now he was the savior of this this uh this this promo. So I've gotta give yeah. him a, a lot of props for that. Uh and then after that we go into um mankind taking on Alex the Pug Porto. Quarto
1: oh. with a C. I
3: what thought it, it was Quarto with, with a C. I thought it was Porto, like as in it, 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 it is Porto.
1: Oh, okay. It sounded like Quarto on the
3: but, on it it yeah thing. I, I would agree. Well, that's why.
2: Wow, why so was way. he nicknamed the pug? Uh, that for me straight away felt like a a, a dig at maybe Rick Steiner. But mm. this or, was essentially
3: just dogs. Maybe they just don't like dogs. They're yeah, perhaps dogs,
2: dog people. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this was essentially uh, a squash match. And the most interesting thing that came out of this was we got Jim Ross's news. And oh, Jim God. Ross announced, according to uh, sources that he's trusted for for a long, long time that uh, Diesel, Big Daddy Cool, and Razor Ramon, the bad guy, are coming back to the WWF now. Uh, for those who are uh, who were living under a rock in 1996, these don't, two uh, were the stars of WCW. Don't uh, say Kevin. it,
3: Don't say it. Go, go, go. ahead.
2: Fine, say it. These were the stars of WCW: Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the N, the New World Organization, as Hulk Hogan, uh, as Hulk Hogan called it. Um, but no, they'd had enough of that, and they're on their way back home to the WWF. Um, and we also get the the slight teaser that, that um, the WWF have been talking with Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist who won uh, won Olympic uh, medals with a broken freaking neck. Uh but this match happened. We got a mandible claw. It was two minutes long.
1: Meh. Yeah. And... Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was what it was. It it furthered the storyline with mankind and Paul Bearer and what was potentially to come there. That's what that's the only thing this match was. It was mm-hmm. to further storyline. And it, yeah. it was it wasn't great, but it was fine for what it was. It made mankind continue to look like a deranged monster, you know, sitting in the ring with the urn, rocking it like it was his whoopee that he could not live without. And Paul Bearer just maniacally giggling and grinning. Oh, yes! It, exactly. So, you know, it it it's fine. It, it's uh, definitely in the list of matches and things for this Raw, it's definitely a fast-forwarda- fast-forwardable forward, mm-hmm. match. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, I, I would say, considering all the promo work that they've done and all of the goodwill that they've given Mankind as far as building him up to this moment where he finally challenges Shawn Michaels for the WWF title, I feel like they could do better than to continue to pair him up with jobbers uh, to to do matches. Um, uh, I mean, take Vader, for example. I mean, when they are building up to SummerSlam, I know SummerSlam is a big event, but when they were building up uh, to to their match, they were having him beat some pretty credible people. Um, This does not seem to be the case here. And um, I'm not concerned about it. But it 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 is questionable. I think I, I I feel like you should have him. Obviously, mankind beat the Undertaker. Uh, he's got the urn. Uh, he injured the Undertaker supposedly. Is another thing that we learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I I just I, I want him to continue that role that he's he's on after you know beating the Undertaker and and really trying to uh, fasten down that uh, you know. Not that Mankind's a character that would come out and be like, I'm the number one contender and blah, 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 blah. blah. But I feel like he, he should still be asserting some dominance over um, uh, so, some, some more vital competition, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned there about him injuring The Undertaker. Uh, we actually see The Undertaker a couple of times, um, even though they said he spent the week in the hospital. Um that was interesting because he was in Toronto that past weekend at this CNE experience. <laughs> yeah.
3: That, where, they actually show us that. Right.
2: Yeah. Not even <laughs> He's in who. Yeah. As bat we see the the start of Barker Undertaker. Yeah. Um yes. But we also see Sarko Tug of War versus an elephant. Um uh, he lost that. Was- that
3: that was an event for the the special olympics uh mm-hmm. where psycho sid had a, a tug of war with a with an elephant and um he he lost the first uh tug of war battle um but then he got some help uh from from the athletes in attendance, and uh yeah he um he 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 definitely uh won the second round so i guess a a good job a draw between psycho sid uh and uh the elephant mm-hmm.
2: Um I mean and then we get um uh, a crowd uh fifty thousand people apparently turning up to get autographed sand and then twenty three thousand uh for the for the live event where we see uh, a returning uh Roddy Papper um kind of hinting at that you have to attend these live events because anything can happen here in the WWF and anything will happen, uh, according to, to Jim Ross. I um hope not
3: anything, that would be awful. That could...
2: <laughs> yep, yeah. but then after that, we return to the ring and uh, another turd in this punch ball. Uh, we have Bob Backland um, in the ring uh, and this feels so uncomfortable. Uh, Bob is not Um, he's not very comfortable in front of the camera. You can see him uh, literally reading off a video prompter with with the ways uh, he keeps uh, eyeing off camera. But he's introducing somebody who he has got a lot of abomination for, and make sure you look that up, uh, that he has a lot of abomination for this guy. uh, But he's going to bring somebody into the company that will become the WWW, WWW WF champion. Um, he introduces and this guy
1: is gonna be his mentor. This is gonna be mentor, mentor, trainer, uh,
2: bag carrier, coffee maker. He's gonna do everything for this new guy. And uh, he introduces the iron Sheik, who comes out with a flag, uh, which I mean, I think it was uh, a picture of the Ayatollah Khomeini, but it, it kind of yeah. looked like somebody else. Um,
1: it's the Iranian flag. Mm-hmm. It's the well, Iranian yeah. flag.
2: Yeah. It's, and it's and he he goes into a he goes into a, a pretty xenophobic
1: uh, promo, saying now we. Uh, you could understand any of that. Yes, I could look. I was like, oh, so he talks how he tweets. It's just. He speaks in all caps. I can't understand half of it. Some of it doesn't make sense at all. Like, geez louise, I was never so happy to go to commercial. Like, the, yikes.
2: The The interesting thing, though, is they don't, it doesn't even mentioned the person who, that they're bringing to the 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 WWW it just goes on about his own accomplishments how he was the first iranian wrestler to come to uh, america uh, uh won at the olympics beat up that son of a bitch hulk hogan uh all that kind of stuff how he uh, destroyed bob batland but he has a little bit of respect for him uh and i think even the the the, the company give up on this promo because they cut to commercial. <sighs> uh, we see the is it the foot foot action? Is that a company? The foot action. It was slam uh, of the week. It,
3: yes, it it, um, it it is. It is still a thing. Um, it is a shoe apparel company, um, and uh, surprisingly, after a Google search, uh, no smut. So there you go, folks. <laughs> you can Google this one. <laughs>
1: For a second, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, got it. I'm there now. I'm there now.
3: <laughs> it, it is safe for work. You can Google foot action.
1: I, I would recommend possibly. Shoe comp putting shoe company after that just to be yeah. on the safe side
2: and and definitely don't put, a, don't put a space in between <laughs> foot and action.
3: No, I a, did that, <laughs> that's, that's that's what I did, and, oh, and it's geez. totally fine. You're you're, you're a okay. <laughs> so, we uh we
2: get a, a recurring uh person on this uh this slam of the week, uh, another um sarco sid slam from earlier in the show where he, he essentially destroyed Triple H with uh with that powerbomb. Um, and then we go into the main event, what would have been Ahmed versus um, Shawn Michaels originally, because it was this was essentially Ahmed's shot for winning the uh, the the battle royal. Uh, but when we got the the four way last week, Goldust was uh, was the one who came out victorious, so he was getting the the title shot. Um, and we also see another um, split screen of the Undertaker, so he's doing really well for someone who spent a week in hospital. He's been pretty much all over the all over the place, and he promises that that Goldust is going to rest in peace. Uh, we get a bit of plug in for Show Michael's, uh spread in Playgirl, which uh, mm-hmm. um, Jim Ross thankfully reminds us that that is for adults only uh, because. It's it, it's playgirl.
1: Yeah, uh, that's definitely not safe for work. Don't don't no, search that.
3: No, don't search that. Don't search that. Don't. don't. um, there, there, I will note, however, there is uh, the infamous image of him with the uh, the title. Um, that's that's where you get that that picture strategically but, placed. Yes, thankfully. But
2: I'm not. I'm actually not going to go through this match because, uh, for some context, um. One of one of this esteemed panel is very friendly with one of the participants <laughs> of this match mm. to the point where mm. I, I'm safe, insane friend of the show. Um, oh, God, hope you're listening.
1: You're way over hyping this. So, Aura, uh,
2: do you want to go through uh, your new BFFs uh, oh, challenge for it, the for the okay. for the WF
3: and, and be, be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> yeah.
1: First of all, if Call he is listening to this. If he is listening to this, I did not put these two jokers up to this. I legitimately oh, tweeted out yesterday. Anna, shitting
2: on us, knowing that she's I'm not
3: shitting on you. Yeah, she's I'm she's, she's gonna leave us all you. behind, and it's gonna be yeah. a, a change in lineup. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, so okay, so I watched it yesterday, and when it was over. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, after I'd seen Cody and Dustin in AEW, I was much more impressed with Dustin than I had been previously. And after seeing this, it left me with a feeling of Dustin was so underutilized in WWE than what he could have been. Now, with that being said, you know, I don't know what's going on in Dustin's personal life or what may have gone on between him and creative that they were not able To push him to make him look as good as he did here. Mm. Okay. I I know there are things that happen behind the scenes that prevent things from happening the way we like to see them. But I, you know, I tweeted out that I had watched the match getting ready for this show. And I, you know, added Dustin, you know, did the ad to Dustin Rhodes. And I just said, holy cheese balls, what a match! So many good spots. Dustin was and is a beast. And I can't wait to talk about it on the show tomorrow. It was such good shit, pal. And he he retweeted it, but I don't remember what he said.
2: Um, give all that that retweet is cement it's burned into your brain it's,
1: it's not it's legitimately not look i do good to remember what had what i had for breakfast okay i've got two kids and i still maintain that each of them took half my brain in utero just Me- point Meg's, blank
3: we also have to remember she's a she's a friend of the stars i mean there's oh there's god so, come so many on. people that she she knows yeah, so and, many. and parties yeah. with you know so i mean exactly. so many we we, we are not uh here for for these kind of events. Um uh, whereas oh Ori Ori's yeah, got so, the inside track.
2: I mean if, if no. it happens to me if I get retweeted or a reply from a wrestler, that makes my day. I'm it, really did. About it
1: completely it. made Ori, my day.
2: For Ori, that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> it's, just, no, no. it's just it's just another Go Sunday
1: on. No, it's not. Look, I'm still living off the fact that I woke up late or woke up a whole day early to watch uh, New Japan Dominion and tweeted it out to Kenny and he liked the tweet. That was like four years ago. And I'm still living off that high. Okay, okay. I'm doing good to remember, okay. But he he tw- he quoted the tweet and said, "I'm even better now." Ha ha. And and I've said, I've responded to him. I said, "Absolutely." I said, "But we all had to start somewhere." And by God, what a start! It was amazing. It was a great, uh, it, it was a great match. I loved it. There were wonderful spots. There was wonderful energy. The crowd was hyped up for it. I loved every last second of this match, right. and it made me appreciate dustin rhodes in where he came from in a way that i hadn't seen because what i've seen is early to mid 2000s wwe gold dust where Mm. things were kind of different where he was yeah he was much more there as a gimmick than he was as a full-fledged, fleshed-out character, Mm. and then to see him years later in WWE and the matches that he's had, you know, specifically with him and Cody, them as a tag team, him with QT Marshall, Mm. all these other matches. And so it makes me appreciate him and his journey so much more. Like, if I could have seen in the early to mid-2000s what I saw here, and I don't know why that happened. You know, maybe because at that point, that's where they were with Justin was it was more of a throwback nostalgia gimmick type thing, you know, and he maybe he was more involved behind the scenes or there was personal real life stuff going on that he wasn't able to deal, you know, with that fully. You know what I'm saying? If I I would have been, don't get me wrong, I still like the character and the gimmick in early to mid 2000s, but I think I would have appreciated it more. If what I saw there was what I saw here, I would have yeah. been behind it more and I would have wanted to see more of it
3: Yeah I I, I mean um, first off let's let's all just take a moment to remember this conversation here you know a few months down the line when Ori tweets out, About the hype between the Bret Hart Stone Cold match at WrestleMania 13 (laughs) and it gets retweeted by both Hart and Austin. No, it won't. Stop that. It'll it'll be. No,
2: it won't. Um, I'll I'll only be able to see one of those retweets because
3: Austin blocked me. I'll let you know. I'll I'll give you a screenshot. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Did you deserve it, though? Did
2: you deserve
3: it? I did nothing wrong. I'll tell you
2: the tale off off, the If it
1: makes you feel any better, Kevin Owens blocked me a million years ago after I paid him a compliment. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of a backhanded compliment. It was like, I don't care for Owens, but that was some really good shit. And then he blocked me after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, no, I, I liked it. I like your character. I, I get it. And But he still has me blocked. There's no way he'll ever unblock me. Just on principle, more than likely. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um I, I do feel as though this was a, a very good match a hundred percent um mm-hmm. as far as a raw main event goes I, I feel as though it um m- more often than not the, these raw main events do tend to um underwhelm uh but but this one I felt uh w- was was perfectly suitable um uh, you know and uh it actually made me want to see e- even more of of dustin and and Shawn michaels mm-hmm. um you know, so hopefully a, a few down the line between those two. I, I don't know. We'll have to keep watching. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I I did enjoy this. And then they, they kind of tied back in the, the, the mankind angle at the end. And you know we're getting more hyped up for mind games, uh, yep. which will be uh, very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, and
2: I, I actually really thought that was a, a cool way to bookend this match because they started with uh uh keeping the storyline going with Undertaker and Goldust at the beginning and then wrapped it up with uh with uh keeping up the the storyline between Shawn Michaels and Mankind. So I thought that right. was a very clever uh way to bookend this match.
3: So, so, so not the beginning of the match where Sean was posing with a cable machine for Playgirl, not that <laughs>
2: beginning of the match, that is but, for. Yeah. Adults only. That's right, adults only. (laughs) But I agree with you that we have seen some (laughs) underwhelming uh, matches on, on these rows, but this, I think, was... Was I thought it was a really good match? Saw some really cool spots. The the uh, the we saw a lot of the classics. The the drop down uh, uppercut for uh, for Goldust. Yep. Shawn Michaels being thrown into the corner and uh, going to the floor. Uh, we saw the flying elbows. Uh, the attempt at a current call, which Shawn Michaels uh, is able to uh, to um, uh, get out of. Uh, land the that that moon salt that he beat Vader with at, at SummerSlam. That, and this was the only kind of real. Um, maybe I don't want to say botch, but something that went slightly wrong. Um, Goldust—he looked like he intentionally fell, and then stood back up, and then caught Sean for this uh this moonsault. Um, I don't know what the point was. Maybe there was a little bit of miscommunication there. But aside from that, I thought that this was a was a, a really good match to to wrap up the show. On.
3: It's also pretty interesting that. Sean wins the match with the moonsault as a continuation of how he beat Vader as well, because it it seems like, and and we do get this a lot here in modern contemporary wrestling, especially over the last ten years. But there's this 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 idea that a wrestler needs more than one signature move, or else all hell breaks loose. And this is one of those things where Sean has, you know, now he's got. Sweet Chin Music, obviously, is that that impact finisher. He's got the elbow drop, which can be done. Very fantastic, great visual shot of him soaring through the air and dropping the elbow on a downed opponent. And now he's got the Moonsault, which can be used as a, again, visually fantastic move uh, on a a standing opponent. Um, So, yeah, uh, Sean really kind of uh, filling out his wheelhouse here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: I, I thought it it was just like, to be honest with you, I was on such a high after I finished watching this that I was like, this match right here, this show right here made all the other shows worth slogging through to get because th- you know we've I've made this joke that you know we should have a shirt that ACIA three sixteen says meh because a lot of the crap that we've watched has been very meh, but. To get through all of that to get to this show, and there were still some meh things on on this card and some meh, you know, takes and whatnot and jokes and whatnot, but the majority, probably ninety-five percent, ninety to ninety five percent of this show, it 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 made the Peacock subscription worth it for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's
2: almost like the yeah. the little kind of rays of sunlight from nineteen ninety-seven WDF are peeking through those dark, dark clouds. Exactly. We're, we're going to get to those bright days. We've just gotta we've just gotta grind through this sharp first.
1: Exactly.
2: Um so uh next week's uh, episode uh, is actually from the, the NAV of September. So uh in terms of uh, continuity it would have been three days after after this show had, had, had aired. Uh we get continuation of the intercontinental title, and we also uh we get told the uh, the Undertaker will be back for that uh that uh show against the unbeaten Salvatore Sencilla. Uh, so definitely tune in next week to uh, to hear how Undertaker fares on his return to the WWF. Um, but yeah, that's uh, another episode of a Changing Attitude uh, finished up, guys. Um, let's uh, let's get those socials and get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. Tanner, where can people find you on the social medias?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the mad attack UK uh, where I do a lot of podcast work uh, particularly Dungeons and dragons uh, and, and no uh, just kidding uh, you can a uh, shout out to Matt though who's a, a legend uh, absolute legend um, so you can find me on Twitter personally at uh, Texas gentleman underscore uh, I, I I, I don't really use that one too much, but if you want to if you want to hang out with me and send me a, a DM, uh, an appropriate DM, not not a not a foot action, um, <laughs> you can you can do that there at Texas <sighs> underscore, uh, or you can also just uh, talk to me as well as the other uh, gentlemen who are on the Radio Techers <laughs> channel, um, yeah you know, at Radio Techers R A D I O T E K K E R S. We we mostly do proper football, Premier League football, uh, Champions League football, European football, uh, international football. Uh, but uh, we we have brought in uh, wrestling and um, uh, what else? MMA uh, in, in, into our wheelhouse uh, very recently. Of course, Mags here does five rounds on the network. Uh, Matt uh, is also talking about bringing some other content of his own. Uh, which is um uh, which is brilliant and uh yeah we have also got some other surprises uh mag's also does pro wrestling with with Simon Powell uh, who is a uh, fantastic over on chain wrestling so yeah lots of cool stuff over on radio techers you should come join us
1: and that's r a d i o t e double k e r s
3: correct yes, that's correct it you haven't
1: thrown correct. that one in a in a while you just say radio techers and i, I feel like yeah. if Without giving the double K, they may not be able to find you.
3: R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. That's where you find us, over on Radio Techers. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Uh, Ora, uh Dustin Rhodes' bestest ever friend. Oh, where can we find you? Mm.
1: If we end up... So AEW is coming here to Louisiana in New Orleans in January, and I'm hoping to get tickets for me and the fam to go. If they do a meet and greet with Dustin Rhodes... This might be a thing that has to happen You're just to keep this between. bit going. Cause it's a bit at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Oh geez. Get me a shirt made. Dustin Rhodes, best friend.
3: Oh geez. You, you and him high-fiving like, like the, like the uh, <laughs> um, emoji versions. Of uh, you got like high fiving? That'd be dope as hell. Oh that'd be nuts.
2: you know they've got a secret handshake.
1: What? <laughs> it's been less than 24 hours and all of a sudden we're best friends and we have a secret handshake. Oh my
3: gosh. Yeah, the the front of the shirt is them high-fiving on the back of the shirt, it's just me and Mag sobbing. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Carrying the bags.
1: Oh jeez. <laughs> If you would like uh, a Change in Attitude shirt, you need to uh, get with Chairshot Greg on Twitter. Yes. So that we can get those on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot. I know I have my Chair Shot 316 shirt coming, um, but to find me on the socials, um, you can find me on Twitter at oriona 75 That's oriona N A seventy five. Um, I have been popping in on the Change in Attitude Twitter, which is A-C-I-A podcast. Um, and then, of course, on Twitch, definitely Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time um, at Oriana 7. Mm. Um, Mondays is to be determined. We have school starting back here next week, um, the end of next week. And so Mondays may move to Monday afternoons about noon central. I I know I have a poll currently up. It'll be down by the time this show comes out. Um, but... Uh, yeah, as of right now, it's looking like Mondays at noon Central Time will be the new time for the Twitch stream. And, of course, I randomly pop in throughout the week, you know, because I have – oddly enough, I have a lot of uh, UK friends. And so I hate – you know, if I go at 8 p.m. Dur- at night, then it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning for you guys. And I feel bad.
0: Hmm.
1: So, 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 so I-, I was just going to say I wanted to give a – Shout out to our super fan, Total Stevo. This guy is a champ. He is providing us alternate comments. He is way ahead of us mm-hmm. on watching and just watching his, his reactions to stuff. He, he tweeted out just before we started he did the uh, Shawn Michaels shimmy on the uh, intro- video entrance for Raw and then did his version of it. It's it's amazing. I'm, I'm loving Steve-O right now. St- steve is more my bestie than Dustin Rhodes at this point. I'll say that.
3: Ooh.
2: Yeah, but, and Ooh. He, he actually made his podcast debut as well this, uh, this week on uh, the Un- Unbooking the Territory podcast with uh, with uh, friends of the show, Rob and Dan. So definitely go and check nice. that out. Yeah, well so.
1: done, Steve-O. Oh,
2: it's a great great episode and he really waxes lyrical about uh how we uh we as a, a podcast group of have, have uh have really kind of like um entered his life. So yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, he's a great guy. Um but yeah, for me, uh, as, as seen as nobody introduced me, uh, me you didn't to give it. me a Mag. chance.
1: Yeah,
3: Megs, where where can people find Oh your, thank you, your, your, Tanner? Your
1: content? I usually do it because oh but I'm now done. but I'm now you're in but now
2: you're in with Dustin. It's like, fuck these guys, these nobodies. Oh, um,
1: whatever.
3: But yeah, you you're know, a kid. We, we we struggle for our, <laughs> our, our our you know notoriety here. It's yeah. it's it's hard to come. By I sent
1: out a, one tweet. One tweet that I never because I sent out one to Billy Gundy uh, what two weeks ago and still never got a response to that. You
3: no, know, it's 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 hard to get a retweet out there, you know, <laughs> for some people, and uh, oh, you know uh, that that's why we have to plug Mags here so we can help him get his content out. <laughs> I
2: hate both of you. <laughs> so you can follow me on social media at podfather mags on the twitter it's the only social media that i do uh i'm involved heavily in uh, all the projects that that tana mentioned on radio techers uh yeah we're doing some really cool interesting things over there uh so definitely come and check that out i'm also uh here on uh chair shop with uh as a part of chair shop radio uh with the thursday show usually it's uh with my good friend uh ray cash but he's uh, had some laugh life issues recently so i've been going solo with them but so uh, come and check them out. Uh, but yeah, um, another great episode guys. Uh, hopefully, next week's we'll, uh, we'll build on that. Uh, so keep attuned into, uh, uh the chair shot, uh, listen along to all the other amazing content that, uh, we put out as a, as a team here, uh, go and check out the uh, where they cover, uh, sports entertainment and sports entertainment. And remember that you must always use your head. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. Bye-bye. TheChairShot.com Always use your head.